0: You are listening to the ABC Business Show, where we help entrepreneurs make their dreams a reality. Here are your hosts, Kerry, Elise, and MJ. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and guests. The information provided in this podcast is for general informational purposes only and should not be considered as professional advice. Hi, you are listening to the ABC Business Show. You have your hosts, Kerry, MJ, and Elise. We are on podcast 76. It is nearing the year end. We are ready to jump into 2024. So today we are going to do something a little different. So normally we have one of us leading uh, and have a particular topic, but this week we're going to talk about how you can start the new year with a clean slate. So we're just going to have some open conversation with each other as to different areas that we advise our clients to do when coming into a new year. So it's a great opportunity. So who wants to kick off, MJ? Sure, I'll start. So
1: so with me, there's always things that people have wanted to implement or do in their business, and they put it off and put it off, and put it off because they don't really have a hard deadline. So I like to encourage them to think of the end of the year as a hard deadline. So whether it is uh, like a database that they need to adopt or that they need to um, do some work on and contact all their people in the database, set up some kind of drip campaign or whatever, uh, that using that software, that contact management software, or maybe. Maybe even they bought a contact management software and they haven't quite moved in on it. And so things like that, I think, are really, really key. If you want to start your new year as a new you know, company that's really got their act together, having that contact management software in place and ready to go. Another software that would be great to have in place would be a project management software. So if you have a team and they all have different assignments and they all have to work together and collaborate to get something done, a great um, project management software to start using that and say, hey, it's a new year. We're going to have a fresh approach. We're going to use this system and get it going. And so those are two things that I think are really, really helpful. And if I were to add one more, it would be to get those SOPs done. And what I mean by SOPs are the standard operating procedures. We all have complex businesses. I don't care how small your business is, it's complex. And there are ways to streamline and ways to create systems, processes, and policies that will help eliminate most of the fires that you're putting out in your business. So the month of December, oftentimes, unless you're a Christmas tree salesperson, (laughs) is kind of (laughs) quiet in the business world. And so I would say even the Christmas tree sales, they're pretty much done by the second week in December, they're sold out. This is a great time to say, hey, let's jump in and get these things in place now, so that come January one, we are a newer, better company.
0: I love those MJ. Those are really great points. Where it's you know, like you, said, I was about to add at the end that uh, you know, often people you know shut down between Christmas and New Year, and you know, yes, it's important to spend time with family, but it's also a great opportunity to spend you know a couple of hours a day. Just working on those projects that you always seem like you never find the time for. There's always like a reason or an excuse to kind of keep putting that off. Um, and I think that's a, there's, everything you mentioned is a great way to, to use that time. And if not necessarily to do the work, but recognize, okay, which SOPs do we need to have written up so that then you can take it to your team, you know, in the new year. Um, but yeah, that's uh, some great information um, for sure.
2: That's exactly, I was, I was thinking the same thing. So what we focus on is basic internal controls, which are your standard operating procedures. And I found a quote that we used a long time ago from Robert Kiyosaki. It's not how much money you make it's how much money you keep. Mm -hmm. And so, (laughs) you know, my big thing is one thing you can do is go in through your balance sheet. You look at those assets and look at those liabilities are they correct? Are they right? And any assets or anything that you've acquired throughout the year? Do you have the documentation for it? Can you put your hands on everything that you've purchased that you own? Can you put your hands on the original document that says how much you paid for it? Um, Just little things like that and accountability. You know, holding your team accountable and things like that. As you go through these, you'll see where you've got little gaps and holes in your processes because you go to your bookkeeping department and you say, hey, can you get me the original document on this purchase that we made? Mm -hmm. Uh, mm, (laughs) Rather than a snap. Yes, it's right here.
0: Yeah, one thing that we always try to do is when uh, clients send us those invoices and bills for their fixed asset buys is to then attach it to the transaction in QuickBooks Online. Because we know that the CPA is likely going to want to take a look at it. And particularly if it's that small item, which the CPA is like, yeah, we we might just expense this rather than make it a fixed asset. They're going to ask for the copy. And I remember when I worked in construction, You know, I knew the first thing that my CPA was going to ask me for was all the invoices of everything that you know we had bought that we had capitalized that year. And so then I got one step ahead of her and just started keeping a separate file from day one because it was a whole lot easier. And that was before times of QuickBooks Online where you could attach everything to the software. So yes, if you're using QuickBooks Online or QuickBooks Desktop, attach the invoice in the software. That way when the CPA wants to see it, They're not coming to you and asking you to go find a box that was, you a piece Uh of paper was put in 12 months ago.
1: Yes. The one next to the shredder. Yeah. (laughs) Not that one. (laughs)
2: Exactly. And then one of the things I kind of want to flip-flop around to is while you're going through all of this is look for opportunities where theft can occur in your operation. That's a great thing to build some kind of certain policies and procedures to prevent those things from occurring. We talked briefly um, about, you know, signing and signatures and things like that. From a fraud perspective, I go hardcore and I don't allow anybody to sign anything except the owner. Mm -hmm. And I don't care how big the company is because even your right-hand guy can be that. So that's why they hire us to do audits sometimes. So, um, you know, we have to be asked to do a fraud audit. <laughs> we <We've laughs> just not an audit. So, um, but those are the kind of things to kind of look at, you know, that is the future of your business. It's closing up those holes and getting it to the place where nothing happens like scrap materials. It's a lot of money in scrap materials. Mm-hmm. And, um, one of my companies that has a ton of that kind of stuff, very very careful, and then another one of my companies has a lot of copper. That stuff is under lock and key, and you know, and whenever it's out on a job or something like that, oh, I don't, I can't tell you how many insurance claims they've made on robbery. So anyway, it's um, there are a lot of things you're responsible for. You mentioned that before. It's complex.
1: Yeah. When you talk about insurance, that made me think of something else, too. Um, One of the best insurance policies I ever had was a dishonest employee insurance. (laughs) I was so thankful I had that. And so are you insured enough? Is your company insured? That'd be a great thing to look at at the end of the year. Are you covered?
2: Mm -hmm. Yep. And most companies, big companies, they have standard procedures that they spend time on these on these issues. They check their insurance and things like that. Usually the insurance guy is the one that comes around and, you know, opens that door. But, um, you know, it's still um, it's a wake up call when you make <laughs> a claim and you get yeah. denied.
1: Mm-hmm. Go, yep. Sorry,
2: you're not covered. But anyway, yep. yeah, lots of checks and balances.
0: Good, good. Carrie, what about you? So what we, you know, we talked to, you know, several business owners throughout the year, they come to us and they have no QuickBooks online set up. They're running things through maybe a spreadsheet or just going by their bank balance on the bank account and not tracking anything. And they just wait till the end of the year, pull the bank statements, go through, um, you know, we talked a little bit about commingling. Um, as you know, we're talking about commingling next week, thinking about it. So, you know, that kind of thing is where you know people that are spending so much time trying to figure out like you know, okay what's a business expense, what's a personal expense and then even having to go through the business expenses if they do have everything separated and then categorizing it so that then the CPA can do their job and you know, put everything onto the tax return. And when you don't have a QuickBooks system, then it's kind of like how are you running your business? How do you know how much money you're actually making because your your, your um, bank balance is not a true indication of how profitable your business is. So this is a really great time. If you don't have QuickBooks set up for your business, then this is a great time to start it. We actually have one client who has seven different entities and they do get a P&L from their property management system. But from conversations that I was having with them as I was you know, w- walking them through a profit strategy implementation, we realized that those profit and loss reports didn't include... Um, you know, any of the interest on the mortgage or the insurance or the taxes because they, they were paid out of a separate bank account by somebody else, not the property manager. So then I'm looking at the profit and loss reports and I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys are doing so well. And then it turns out like, oh no, hang on a second. Like you have no interest on here. And these are your know, uh, big mortgages and you have no taxes on here and your property taxes and no insurance on here. So we're now looking to you know get QuickBooks set up to run alongside the property management system. And you know, I gave them the price for 2023 and he's like, we just can't, we just can't do that. It's just, it's just unfortunately just too high. We know we need it. They're like, okay. So I said, well, fine, let's start 1124 then. You know, let's at least get set up now. So come 1124, you're gonna have a full detailed profit and loss report, and you can see exactly how each entity is performing and he's like yep i love that idea i would love to have got 2023 done for them not you know because it was revenue to us but i would love to see how these businesses have performed this year to then have a comparison to next year but right. you know it wasn't in the budget for them and that's okay great let's just start one twenty four. better to do that than nothing at all so i think that's a great example that if you don't have a quickbooks software set up really think about now that this is the time to get it started. Don't keep procrastinating. Don't put it off to 2025 because then it'll become 2026. And you will be amazed at how much amazing information you get from this. That'll be worth the return on the investment of getting it done because you're really going to be able to see how well, or maybe how well, you know, how well your business is doing or how well it isn't doing. And then you can make those changes.
1: That is so important, Carrie, because if we don't know our numbers, I mean, you say it all the time, it's in the tagline for your business. If we don't know our numbers, it, it changes everything. You're making decisions blindly. And so many people in their businesses, they're not looking at key performance indicators. They're not looking at their PL. They're not looking at a lot of the numbers and you've got to have those. If if you were at a sporting event and there was no scoreboard, how hard would people play? Right? They don't I know. love that.
0: That's such a great analogy. <laughs> you don't awesome. know if
1: you're winning or losing if you don't know your numbers, right? And and people aren't gonna play hard if they if they don't know, right? So I really love that you mentioned that. This is a great time to really get some policies in place. And have a scoreboard, know what you're aiming for and if you're winning or losing. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I hope that that client that said they'll start one one twenty four, that after they see what you've done, they'll go back, let you go back and do 23 because, you know, having the multi-year trend too is so very helpful for a business. Yeah, so.
0: absolutely. And what's interesting, I have a friend who is a professor at a university and she teaches on entrepreneurship. And she has an assignment for her entrepreneurship class, and she has to share with them who is the first employee or um, you know outsource um, uh, activity would be for her business. And she said an accountant slash bookkeeper. And so I'm like, thank you for saying that. That's awesome that you're teaching that to your um, students that you know, want to go into entrepreneurship. And so you know she's asked me for you know a description of you know what does that look like. Um, but that's you. know. So many people put off that hire until the end. And then it's always the first thing that people cancel when things get tight. And it's like, I just had a client last week that, you know, decided that they couldn't afford us anymore. And I'm like, but when money's tight, that's when you need us. That's when we need to be able to show you what's going on. Um, But unfortunately, it's just, you people don't value, you know, the numbers and and how important they are. And that's something Elise and I talk about a lot, um, you know, just from your clients that we have is to uh, the value that it brings. Um, and that's how you know, clients get to doing the multi-millions because they know what is going on in the business.
1: Yeah, very good. Oh. Also, great time of year to hire a bookkeeper. Always. <laughs> or to get your really great CPA in place. So, yeah, good stuff. Anything else you guys want to add?
0: No, I think we're good. So, okay. Well, thanks for listening to this. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, the conversation and that some of it, you know, rang true for you and gave you some food for thought and, you know, helps you to figure out what you need to do next. So don't forget to listen to our podcast next week, where we will be talking about how to handle commingling of accounts. And then also, if you have not followed us on Facebook and LinkedIn, go ahead and follow us the ABC business show. And then don't forget to subscribe to Spotify and Apple, and and leave us a review. We would love to get a review, and also you know on our Facebook page, you know send us some reviews. And uh, if you have any questions on anything, or you're needing to you know, hire you know a business coach, or you know an accounting pro, or a CPA, then please reach out um, to us on our Facebook page as well. We would love to chat with you. None of us are high sales pressure people. You know we would just love to have a conversation and see if there is something that we can do to help you. So thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. you have been listening to the abc business show with kerry elise and mj make sure you tune in next week